Welcome, I'm Mark Berkler, and we're receiving living words from the Gospel of John as we journal and let the Holy Spirit reveal truth through Scripture. We're in John chapter 5, the second half. In the first half of John uh, chapter 5, Jesus healed a person on the Sabbath day, told him to pick up his pallet and walk, which he did. That offended the Pharisees because if they broke a rule, you're not supposed to pick up anything and carry it on the Sabbath day. And breaking that rule was a whole lot more important to them than the fact that this guy was miraculously healed. So that kind of shows you their priorities were really, really out of, been out of shape. So we're going to pick it up. Uh, to this second half now is Jesus having a confrontation with the Pharisees. And he talks to them about the proofs that he is the Son of God. And he also, also talks to them about how he lives in, internally on the inside at based to, compared to how they live on the inside. Two very different lifestyles. I have lived both. And so I can describe both. And so we will take a look at both of those as we go along. So let's take a look at Esword, and we're going to start with John chapter 5, and um, verse 18 is <clears throat> where he was breaking the Sabbath, and they were very, very offended that he had broken the Sabbath. <clears throat> so we'll pick it up in verse 19. Therefore, Jesus answered and was saying to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself. What an amazing <laughs> statement. Because I went to school, I went to college, and I went to church, and I was taught there's a lot of things I got to do on my own. I could think on my own. I could set my will not to sin. I could do all sorts of stuff. Son, the son can do nothing of himself unless it's something he sees his father doing. Well, for whatever his father does, those things the son does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him. So he's using the eyes of his heart, giving him vision shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the Father will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. So that's how Jesus lived on the inside, seeing vision and receiving from his Father divine initiative and doing nothing unless he received it from him. That is so different, <laughs> so different from the Western culture. For verse 21, for just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son will also give life to whom he wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given judgment to the Son. Now you're going to find the Trinity passing the issue of judgment around from one to the other, almost like none of them really want to do it, so they keep saying the other person will do it. <clears throat> Verse 23, <clears throat> so, so that all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. For he who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who has sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. Verse 25, <clears throat> truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. <clears throat> For just as a father has life in himself, so also he gave life to the son to have life in himself. And he gave him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming 
in which all who are in the tombs will hear his voice <laughs> and will come forth. Those who died in good deeds to a resurrection of life, those who committed evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. So then Jesus begins to describe the various things that witness to his credibility. <clears throat> Again, he repeats, I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, I judge. So not only did he see from the Father, he heard words. So flowing thoughts, hearing God's voice, flowing pictures, seeing God's vision. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is just because I don't seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. If I alone testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies of me, and I know that testimony which he gives about me is true. You have sent to John. They sent representatives to John, to, and he testified to the truth. John told, told you that I was coming. But the testimony which I receive is, is not really just from man. <laughs> I say these things so that you may be saved, just to help you believe and help you understand. He was the lamp. John was the lamp that was burning and was shining, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But the testimony which I have is greater than the testimony of John. For the works which a father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I do testify about me that the father has sent me. And the Father who sent me has testified of me, you have neither, he's talking about the Pharisees, their hearts, you have neither heard his voice at any time, nor have you seen him. So Jesus said, look, I hear and I see, you don't hear and you don't see, and you're the religious, religious, religious leaders, you're supposed to hear and you're supposed to see. You do not have his word abiding in you, you do not believe him whom he sent. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And I said, amen to that. I'm, I did that for the first 10 years of my Christian life. And yeah, they do testify about me, but you are actually unwilling to come to me so that you can have life. Wow. And that was so true of my life before I knew how to hear God's voice. Because I had no other option other than to live out a book a book of rules and a book of laws, because I was taught that God, was, God wasn't speaking and he wasn't giving visions. So I lived as one of these Pharisees for 10 years, and I was very unhappy, a lot of judgment, a lot of accusation, a lot of condemnation in my heart, because I couldn't keep the law, and I wouldn't keep the law. The Bible clearly says you can't keep the law. Verse 41, for I do not receive glory from men, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in yourselves. He's talking to religious leaders. I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, you will receive him. How can you believe when you receive glory from one another, you pat each other on the back, and you do not seek glory that is from the one and only God? That's really the only one you need to get glory from is God. Do you think that I will accuse you before the Father? The one who accuses you is Moses, in whom you have set your hope. Because man, the Pentateuch, that's what they lived out of, books of Moses. For you, 
For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote about me, but you do not believe his writings. How will you believe my words? So pretty strong confrontation. And uh, Jesus is describing the way he lives on the inside. He lives out of divine initiative. So I'd like to go to the top uh, left corner, click on Bible, click on search. I would just like to type that word in initiative. And um, you're going to see, starting here, Gospel of John, it shows up half a dozen times. Jesus repeats this same truth over and over and over so that we get it and understand it. Okay? I can do nothing on my own initiative as I hear I judge. Okay, we've read that. John chapter 8, Jesus said, when you lift up the Son of Man, you will know that I am he and I do nothing on my own initiative. Right, uh, later in John chapter 8, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceed forth and come from God. I have not even come on my own initiative. He sent me. Right? John chapter 10, No one has taken it away from me, his life, but I lay, lay down and lay it down on my own initiative. I have the authority to lay it down, I have the authority to take it up again. Chapter 11 deals with the high priest. We'll skip that one. Chapter 12, or yeah, chapter 12. I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and to speak. Now, verse 14 is incredibly powerful. Do not believe, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The Father is in Jesus. So he's speaking from within his heart. The words which I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me. Just like the Holy Spirit abides in us. The Father was abiding in Jesus, guiding him by the Spirit, I assume. John 16, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes. <laughs> the epistemology in the Western world is how we come to truth. It's their system of knowing is, hey, you, you think and use theology and logic. And God said, no, no, no. He said, it's a spirit. It's the spirit of truth. It's the Holy Spirit. And he's going to guide you into all truth. And I said, no, it's my brain and my theology. God said, no, it's the spirit. Or he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears. So whatever the Father in Jesus is saying to the spirit, he's going to speak that to us. And he will disclose to you what is to come. God said, Receiving truth is not something you do, it, you do through the cranking of your own ability. It, it's when you search for me with all of your heart, you know, then I will disclose myself. I'll pull back the veil and allow you to see. Uh, it's a disclosure. It's a revelation like on the Emmaus Road. So over and over, half a dozen times, Jesus is really, really clear. He said, look, I'm living differently than you religious leaders are living. I am living out of divine flow. My father is speaking from within me and showing me stuff. And so I have chosen that same lifestyle to live out of divine flow. So let's take a look at some journaling questions for John chapter 5, verses 19. We're down in the bottom right corner. Lord, I enter your gates with thanksgiving in my heart, and uh, I enter your courts with praise. Lord, what do you want to speak to me concerning live, living out of divine initiative? 
Mark, you have called my church to live out a divine initiative. That is why I am blessed and lifted up communion with God ministries. It's my message to my people for this hour. Continue to speak this truth boldly. Before behold, I have spoken. Behold, it is to be done. Lord, are there areas in my life where my traditions have made me blind to what you wish to reveal to me? Mark, there have been, been many areas in the past where together we have uncovered blindness and shown you new light. This process will continue until the day you die. As you come to my light in each area of life, I grant you revelation that is different than that which man teaches. Any area where you have not set aside man's theology and sought the fullness of my revelation and my spirit, and you've not searched out all scriptures, it's still an area where there's blinders on. Your theology built by man's mind, theology built by man's mind is very different from revelation given by my spirit. So plan on greater enlightenment until the day you die. <laughs> Why, just moments ago, you asked yourself if I was still sending down angels to trouble the waters so that those who stepped in could be healed. We just read about that, and I thought, hmm, wonder if he's still doing that. You were concerned not to make it a journaling question for the multitudes as you felt the answer could be two steps ahead of your readers rather than one step. So you set it aside. So yes, revelation will be continual to those who continually seek my face. Who knows, maybe still sending angels down to trouble waters and uh, healing. I, no verse in the Bible that says he's not. <laughs> okay, next question. Have I searched the scriptures and been unwilling to come to you? Yes, Mark. When you were first saved, you lived out of scriptures and you taught that there was no, and you were taught there was no direct encounter with me. Things changed after, after you discovered my river, which flows within. However, even then, there was a multi-year battle with doubt because you had been trained to distrust flow and emotions and to rely upon man's the theology and logic. It was a long breaking process in your life, but it's now complete. You trust the flow of my spirit and a living encounter with me more than you trust man's interpretation of scripture. The interpretation you now accept is that which comes as you walk with me on the Emmaus road and I open scriptures to your understanding. You have truly learned to come to me and to trust me. I greatly appreciate that. I appreciate that you teach others to drink from my river and bear the fruit that only my spirit can bear. Thank you. <laughs> and we're just going to give you a fourth question here. Lord, will there be a greater outpouring of your power at the end of the age for greater miracles than are normally seen today? Yes, Mark, there will be. Believe, expect, pray, and you will see the glory of God. <laughs> wow. Lots of uh, great answers. Lots of wonderful counsel from the wonderful counselor. I love journaling. I love journaling about scripture, letting God 
speak to my life and show me my life in light of scripture. And, and I find I've lived many, many, many of those stories. And I, and I always seek to find what Bible story I'm living and then what God wants to say so I can learn from the lives of those who've gone on before me. So I encourage you to journal through those questions or um, you can select other questions if you want. I don't know, maybe I should go back and just review those very quickly for you so you can see what they were one more time. Um, okay, so Lord, what do you wanna to speak to me concerning out of living out of divine initiative? Lord, what about me living out of divine initiative? Living out of divine initiative. What do you want to say about that? It's a great question. Lord, are there, is there an area in my life where my traditions make me blind to what you want to show me? My traditions blinding me to what you want to show me. And uh, this, this next question, if you want to use it, if I search the scriptures thinking that in them I'm going to find life. And I've been unwilling to actually come to Jesus and have a direct living encounter. Maybe because I was taught it couldn't, or I was taught to not trust experiences and to trust my theology. Any number of reasons could, could make that reality in your life, messed up reality. And Lord, uh, is there going to be a greater outpouring of your spirit here in these days that we're living in? Those are all good questions. So feel free to uh, ask the Lord those questions or different questions. Uh, let him speak to you so you have living words from the Gospel of John. God bless you. This is Mark Berkler, signing off.